Not everyone is cut out for life in the city. Long commutes, soaring living costs, and the hustle of the life in the city is a drain on your time, money, and energy. Many people have found that their solution is a new life in the rural beauty of Hastings County, one of Ontario's best-kept secrets. Hastings County is located midway between Toronto and Ottawa and combines scenic landscapes, picturesque lakes, and a tranquil lifestyle with the infrastructure and amenities you need to operate a successful business. Welcome to this episode, number 20 of the I Left the City Show podcast. My name's Andrew Redden. I'm the Economic and Tourism Development Manager for Hastings County. Today, I had the pleasure of chatting with Dr. Sandy Musclow, who chose Wildly Authentic Hastings as the location for her naturopathic medical practice. Let's get right to that interview. Enjoy. Well, Dr. Sandy Musclow, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the I Left the City podcast. It's great to have you join me. Yeah, thanks, Andrew, for inviting me. So one of the things that I thought we would talk about first is your practice, your, your business. You are a naturopathic physician and classical Chinese acupuncturist. What exactly does that all mean? What do you do? Right. Good question. Um, well, I have three clinics up in Hastings Highlands um, and then also in Renfrew County. Um, and the difference between naturopathic medicine and Chinese medicine and conventional Western medicine is typically the amount of time that we spend with somebody. Um, I've been trained um, in the same biomedicine and clinical sciences as a medical doctor. And when I was in Oregon, before moving up to Hastings, um, I was actually training or uh, practicing as a primary care physician so I could order imaging, you know, send someone for an MRI, um, ordering labs, um, giving pharmaceuticals to patients, that sort of thing. The scope of practice in Ontario is a little bit different in the sense that I can't order imaging and uh, can't prescribe pharmaceuticals at this point, um, but we can do screening labs and that sort of thing. So the type of person that I usually see walk into the clinic um, are folks with kind of chronic conditions, you know, diabetes, hypertension, um, weight loss, that sort of thing, but I also see a lot of acute, so um, ear infections, a lot of lung infections and whatnot throughout the winter, and um, a lot of um, acute pain, chronic pain, and that sort of thing. So people usually come in and they say they're a little bit disgruntled with, um, you know, just seeing their medical doctor and that sort of thing, and uh, that they feel like they only get one um one illness per visit, that sort of thing. And so the cool thing about naturopathic medicine is I love it when people just come for 90 minutes and we just have an interview and figure out all of the things that are going on. And from there, um, bringing in the Chinese medicine, we can figure out a pattern. You know, there's uh, different kinds of tummy aches. There's different kinds of hypertension. There's different kinds of anxiety and that sort of thing. So trying to figure out what exactly is going on for this particular person, not just looking at um, the diseases this person has or the illnesses this person has, but what is who is this person in front of me and why are they struggling with these particular things? So um, most people will come in and we'll have an interview together and then I'll figure out, you know, using biomedical research as well as, you know, traditional Chinese medicine and whatnot, what the best approach might be for that person. And then we do some physical exams, head to toe, you know, look in your ears, your mouth, your eyes, listen to your heart and lungs, that sort of thing, very much like you would at a doctor's office. And, uh, and most people get acupuncture. There's only been a 
couple that have said no to acupuncture. Um, but for the most part, most people will get acupuncture. I think there's a little bit of a bad rap with needles in general. They're nothing like a, you know, hypodermic needle where you would get your blood drawn. But um, yeah, so that's typically what happens. And uh, my goal is really to just educate people. Um, in Latin, doctor means, uh, or docere means to teach. Uh, doctor means to teach. So I'm really um, educating people and figuring out how to do it themselves. I don't really have to see them as much anymore. Mm -hmm. so, so I would say that's the overall gesture of, of what naturopaths do and what I do. That's a fantastic overview of what you do and what it's all about. How, how did you get into it in the first place? Right. So um, I got into it probably 10, 12 years ago. Um, prior to being a naturopathic doctor, I was a professional geologist. I still have my license. Um, but I was working on a lot of environmental um, environmental contam environmentally contaminated sites, uh, working on the geochemical aspect of that. So looking at a lot of heavy metals, organics, that sort of thing, and doing a lot of cleanups all over North America, actually. I worked in um, Maine for a while, worked out on the West Coast, um, Vancouver and the Kootenays and the Rockies and whatnot. And out on the East Coast, I did my master's out there. Um, so I looked at a lot of contaminated sites and um, their effect on humans um, and, and various parts of the ecology, ecological world. And so from there, I kind of just felt like I wasn't making the impact that I kind of wanted to and um, I, I, I myself got sick and realized um, what naturopathic medicine could do in Chinese medicine and so after that I thought oh my gosh like more people have to do this and so from there on it just felt like a destiny path like every time I kind of meandered and thought this wasn't right and going back to school you know at 30 wasn't a really smart idea and whatever like life just kept you know slamming me back onto that path so um taking the long way around I went to the oil patch to um put together some funds to go to school and stuff. So I got to see, you know, the dark side as people in the environmental world call it. And, um, you know, had my fair share of sleepless um, night shifts and things like that. So um, I think that was all kind of pre-training to prepare for what I would get to know in my patients. So I think wow. that's the roundabout. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up in this area? This is your hometown area? Okay. So you I left did, you yeah. all over but you've come back. You've seen quite a number of places. I even read you were in California, in Portland. Uh-huh. Yeah, Portland. Of course, you just described how you were all over Canada. The <laughs> yeah. geology background is really neat as well because we have that connection. In, in totally. Hastings, of course. So you came back. Why here in Hastings? And I know you have some, a couple other sites in the Ottawa Valley as well. So yeah. why here? Um, well, I grew up um, between Palmer Rapids, which is in Renfrew County, and Maynooth. My grandparents were there. My grandfather was actually the warden for Hastings County oh, back in 93 or 94. So we were actually in the building that you're sitting in for a little bit. Um, and I actually drove through the whole county this morning. I went down to Prince Edward County to get some bees. I just started beekeeping and um, drove the whole 62 right on up today. And I thought, oh, this is really cool that, you know, we're going to be talking about this right now. Um, so looking at the different geological structures on the way up is also quite fascinating. But um, getting back to your question, um, yeah, I grew up in the Maynooth area on a dairy farm with my grandparents. And... I had gone to Oregon for my training um, in acupuncture or Chinese medicine and naturopathic medicine. And I did a year of uh, like a residency kind of internship thing there too. And um, 
and I decided it was time to come back to Canada. And I wasn't sure, you know, do I go back to the mountains in BC? Do I go to Alberta? Or, you know, do I come back to Ontario? My family's all here and whatnot. And it had been 20 years since I lived here. So I thought it would be a kind of a nice time to to come back and be rural. Initially, I thought I would come back and, you know, get my license and stuff in Ontario and then move on to Kingston or Barrie or something like that. But the longer I stayed in this area, the more people I got to know who have also, you know, who've been here or moved here or whatever. And they just kept saying, you know, we really need you to stay. And, you know, at some point I just said, okay, I need to stay. And, you know, it's kind of that old, old adage where like, you build it and they will come, um, really did happen for me. I had to really trust that it was going to work out and it's great. I love it. Um, you know, we're rural. I don't think it would be for everybody, but being able to like jump on your cross country skis after work, um, in the winter is pretty great or going paddling after work in the summer, that sort of thing. We don't have to really be weekend warriors. We can sort of put it all together in our daily life. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the appeal, just lifestyle. Do you think the whole wildly authentic outdoors that we have, you just did the drive from one end of the county to the other today, does that help with our health in any way? That sort of concept of forest bathing I've even heard in the past. Does that yeah. tie in at all with what you do? I think so. You know, um, I actually um, started, I've, I've been here for two years um, last week and then I've had my practice for about a year and a half and I'm seeing people drive up from, you know, Napanee or even like the outsides of Toronto, um, that sort of thing. And, you know, a lot of people keep bugging me to start an inpatient center, you know, have some yurts or something like that here. And yeah, where I live, I don't actually have cell phone reception. Um, and I do practice out of my home and, people prefer that to town, you know, town being Bancroft or Barry's Bay, which isn't really a big town um, because they find it so peaceful and relaxing and they can um, really check out and unwind. And yeah, how can you not, um, you know, Mm -hmm. feel that way? I go to sleep listening to the peepers as opposed to sirens like I did downtown Portland, you know, it's, it is quite amazing. And yeah, the benefits of, you know, staring out into nature, having, you know, a, widespread long view, um, sunsets and sunrises, having interactions with the animals, all of it, you know, it's it's really important. So you may have already answered my next question, which has to do if you were talking to somebody in Toronto, a big city, why should they consider moving to Hastings as well, relocating their business here? What would you say the benefits are? Um, well, you know, if you're an active person, it's all here, right? And you don't have to sit in traffic on the weekends or really spend most of your weekdays trying to figure out what you're going to do on the weekend because it's all here. Um, I think with the internet, we can basically work anywhere at this point. So I think overcoming that idea of you have to be somewhere where there's, you know, 100,000 people or 80,000 people is kind of a mindset. And so just flipping that a little bit and just trusting that the people will come is huge. I think a big, um, a draw here is a small community. You know, when we're in a small community, we're able to see our worth with respect to others or see what kind of values and virtues we have, you know, like we know who the bakers are, the mechanics are, the doctors, and, you know, it's just in that kind of um, realm, there's not a lot of anonymity. And so we're able to really step into ourselves and really be passionate about what we do. And so that's, that's actually really amazing. And just to build community. Um, I've been 
you know, hosting some study groups, um, movie nights, that sort of thing. I like taking people out and teaching them about geology and plants and workshops and stuff like that. So also in a smaller area, it's easier if you're kind of entrepreneurial and inspired to just get yourself off the ground and just do it. Like if it's not here, just make it. And, um, people come, people get really excited about it. So I think the, the smaller population base um, is really helpful for helping to perpetuate an idea if you are an ideas person. So mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty cool in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, excellent message. That's awesome. <laughs> We're so fortunate to have you come back to the area to have you here. You're certainly a creative trailblazer. And I really appreciate yeah. the opportunity to talk to you today. And certainly you do seem to have excellent internet. You haven't (laughs) dropped out at all uh, being rural. (laughs) So I guess that's one positive for sure. How how can people get in touch with you? What website would they go to? Or do you have a certain social media handle you want to share with anybody? Sure. Yeah. So obviously I'm on Facebook, Dr. Sandy Musclow, M-U-S-C-L-O-W. And uh, I have a website. My business is called Foundation Stone Medicine for obvious reasons. Now that even you've, you've heard a little bit, mm-hmm. um, or FS Medicine is an e, you know dot com is an easy way to get in there. And uh, I think if you just Google search, it'll pop up. You know Bancroft Naturopath or that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and Facebook that phone six one three 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 four nine eight zero two. I know a lot of people don't have the internet, and so phone is actually pretty pretty basic way of getting in touch with people. It's just kind of fun. We don't really use phones as phones anymore. They're more of a texting thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't really get into the whole COVID thing, but I see today when we're recording this, Premier Ford announced that he has plans for the regional opening of the province. So stage two was announced. I don't know if you've seen that news release. It just came out shortly before I called you or we called each other on, on this. But I'm just wondering, are you able now to get together with clients in person or anybody that wants to see you? Are you able to do that now? Yeah. So we were part of the last opening um, about a week and a half ago. So I started seeing patients in person a week ago, Friday and, you know, telemedicine, it's cool that we have that in this day and age. It's not something we were able to do even, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, But people really need to be seen. I think there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of gut stuff. There's a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on um, in a reaction to this, as well as, you know, all of the non-COVID health issues that people have that aren't going away because there's a pandemic going on. So um, yeah, I'm seeing people in person, you know, going by all the guidelines um, set by our college in Ontario and um, also just allowing people to let me know what they're comfortable with you know um, you know if they're not ready to come in we can still do phones or internet and that sort of thing and that's totally fine Um, again it's individualized medicine so we're just going to do it the best we can Um, but yeah we've been able to practice for about a week and um, it's great people aren't scared and that that's that goes along awesome well, I was able to get that last question in there. <laughs> I thought I had to touch on the COVID since it's such a hot topic right now. Nonetheless, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Dr. Sandy Musclow, thank you very much for joining me on, on this podcast, being a creative trail, trailblazer and being part of Hastings. We're certainly glad to have you here and doing what you do for us. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks for your time, Andrew. Yeah, have a good day. <laughs>